So tonight, 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 uh, if you're listening to this on the date that I am posting it, which is May 3rd, 2019, tonight I am making my boxing ring announcing debut on behalf of Black Eye Boxing Club. It's Friday Night Fights and Harley Bikes, and it's going to be at the Brant Curling Club, 34 Morrell Street in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. The doors are going to open at 6 o'clock. The first bell is going to be at 7 o'clock. Um, I just found out about this a few days ago. I just got, got asked to do this a few days ago. Otherwise, I would have been promoting this out my ass because I am so very excited to do this. I have been ring announcing for wrestling for close to 10 years now, and I've always wanted to do boxing. I still want to do MMA, um, so I'm so very excited about this tonight. Um, at the age of 41, it's no longer about getting big contract or getting on with a big company, however you want to put it. It's about checking off the boxes of the stuff that I've always wanted to do. Boxing is something I've always wanted to do. And uh, I grew up uh, a big boxing fan, thanks to my grandfather, my Papa Bert, uh, told me stories, story after story after story after story about boxing. And uh, I'm going to be thinking of him tonight. Uh, I'm going to have a little piece of him with me tonight as well as kind of a as kind of an inspiration, I suppose. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Once again, Black Eye Black Eye Boxing Club, and it's going to be Friday night fights and Harley bikes tonight at the Brant Curling Club, 34 Morrell Street, Brantford, Ontario. The doors are going to open at six o'clock. The first bell is going to be at seven o'clock. Uh, ticket, tickets in advance are fifteen dollars. Tickets to the door are twenty dollars. Uh, maybe if you're listening to this podcast first thing in the morning, go on to Facebook, find uh, Brantford Black Eye Boxing Club. That's uh, that's what it's under. And uh, maybe if you shoot them a message, you can still get one of those advanced tickets at the $15 price. Um, Otherwise, $20 at the door for a lot of great action. And Matthew Terry making his boxing ring announcing debut. Uh, If you're anywhere in the area, please come on out and see it. And uh, otherwise, let's start the show. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matthew Terry, and I have a podcast, and that podcast is called It's Time to Fight. And lucky for you, this is that podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I tell you every single week, and I mean it, I appreciate every single click that that play button gets. Thank you again to Mark from C4, who was our guest last week. I've heard nothing but great reviews for the show that C4 had last Friday night. I'm checking independentwrestling.tv every single day to see the event, to see if it's posted. Uh, So when it is, be sure to get on there and uh, and check it out. If you haven't gotten on there yet, I, I went on a bit of a rant last week. 
Uh, I'm going to not do it again this week. But um, go on there, and I got two promo codes for you. Alpha 1, all capital letters, Alpha, and the number 1, and C4 Wrestling. Those are two promo codes. You go on there, and you will get 20 days free. So keep an eye on independentwrestling.tv. You got two promo codes there. Do as you see fit with them. All right, so we have Congo Kong on the show today. And allow me to preface by saying, by no fault of Congo Kong, this is the worst interview. This is probably the worst interview that I have ever produced. Um, well, the, In this incarnation of It's Time to Fight, all the stuff I did for Droids Canada, all the stuff I've done on podcasts over the years, this is probably the worst interview I have ever produced, ever. And let me repeat, by no fault of Congo Kong, none, no fault whatsoever of Congo Kong. Um, in, in different ways, I try to learn something every episode. And I did, I did learn something this episode. I did, I did have a takeaway from this episode. And what that takeaway is, do not, do not, do not uh, record a podcast while at work. I work for the YMCA. I do maintenance for the YMCA. And I really wanted to get Congo Kong on the show. But his availability um, fell into the timeline where I was at work. So I just thought, you know what? I'll take the mobile rig and I'll just take it into work and uh, I'll do it from there. We have a a small little office area that's behind the front desk. I knew I wasn't going to have a problem getting in there and I didn't. They were, hey, yeah, Matt, go in there, do your podcast. Um, You know, I'm I'm not going to get too much into it, but my work is very supportive of the stuff I do for the podcast. Um, But I got in there and um, problems arose. As I'm sure you guys can imagine, a YMCA is a very, very, very noisy place, especially behind the front desk. Even with the door closed, there was quite a bit of noise. Um, the second thing, if you're familiar with the YMCA, then you're familiar with active kids. And I'm sure everybody can kind of infer that active kids means that there's a lot of children running around the YMCA. And if you have kids, if you've met kids, if you've ever seen a kid, then you know that uh, for the most part, kids are not quiet. Young children are not quiet. And I have no problem with that. I completely support children just going balls to the wall. Um, but so that was kind of my fault. Um, however, that being said, those two problems were, I don't want to say easily fixed, but fixed. Uh, over the years, I've learned how to edit and to tighten these things up. And um, I actually give myself a bit of a Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Uh, I've listened to a little bit of the final product, and I think I did a good job. Uh, there's not a lot of background noise on my end that, uh, that you can hear. And I think I did a pretty good job with that. Um, however, where the problems really come in, um, cause some of the noises were kind of distracting, but what was a little bit more distracting was conducting the interview. Oh, okay. Hold, hold on. When I do an interview, I will do a little bit of research. 
um, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be going off a Wikipedia page. I don't want to, you know, be going off articles I've read. I want it to be as natural as possible. And how I try to achieve that is I will do a little bit of research. I'll find a couple interesting things that uh, that I didn't know that I don't think are really broadly known, and I will try to crack that egg open um, by listening to what they like. I'll start it off by saying, "So I understand this and this," and as they talk, I try to pick up little things that they say, and then I branch off from there. Like, "Oh, you said this," and you know, let's go further on this, or. It'll start another conversation, and I'll try to branch off, and then I feel it becomes more natural. But unfortunately, what happened was uh, I'm talking to Congo Kong, and I really appreciate him uh, giving me the time. However, I have coworkers, and before I went in there, I had explained to my coworkers, I am taking my lunch and my breaks. I'm amalgamating them, and I'm going to be in here doing a podcast. And everyone was like, okay, cool. That's great. And everybody knew that I, I was in there and what I was doing. However, coworkers were, you know, they, they, they would pop in and they'd like just quietly just like, Matt, I, I, I just, I have a question. Or Matt, um, uh, did you know that? And it, when that's, when this happens, I, I don't want to say get the, get the fuck out of the room because then that, that looks bad to Congo Kong. Um, for the same time, like these, <laughs> these coworkers are talking to me and I'm answering them and then I'm, I'm not picking up on cues and I'm not picking up on pieces of what Congo Kong is saying. And again, no fault to Congo Kong. Congo Kong is not a very long winded individual. You ask him a question, he answers the question. He doesn't branch off. I branch off. You ask me a question and I will talk for hours and I'll forget what the original question is. I know that's an ongoing, like that's a, an ongoing joke for a lot of people, but that's, that is me. Like I will forget what the, what was the, what was the question again? I do that all the time. Congo Kong is not a very long winded individual. So there was a couple times where I would ask a question and then a coworker would stick their head in the door and would say something to me. And I would talk to them. And then before I knew it, I realized that Congo Kong had stopped talking. And I had no idea really what his answer was. I had a general idea of what his answers were. But because I didn't want to make a fool out of myself, I would jump to the next note that I had made. So nothing was getting branched off. And I'm, I think you can notice that. I kind of jump around on things. Um, I cut out a lot of the dead air and, um, you know, cause there was a lot of dead air. And, um, so the interview is, is it's not really what I want or it's not really what I was, it's, it's a good interview. I've listened to it and, uh, or I've listened to parts of it and I'm happy with it as far as an interview goes, but it just could have been so much better as far as an interview goes. It's a good interview. I, I know you guys are going to enjoy it, but it just, it could have been so much better. So I'm not saying it's a bad interview. It just could have been so much, so much better. And it's probably one of the worst things I've produced. And I'm sorry about that, but uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy it. If it was a bad interview, I wouldn't even give it to you. I would have sat here and just rambled on. As I said, I can ramble on for hours on end. Um, however, um, 
it is a little shorter than I uh, than I anticipated, but again, good interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, hello, Congo Kong. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you, sir? Not too bad. Thank you so much for uh, for giving me your time. I don't know if you, you probably don't remember you. You and I have crossed paths a couple times. Um, the first time was like about five years ago in Niagara Falls, Canada for a Neo show. Oh, okay. Now I, I was familiar with Congo Kong. Um, but you, you and I met when I first met you, I saw like this very large man and was like, Oh, you know, you know, nice to meet you and everything. And I remember thinking to myself, I was the timekeeper and I'm sitting there thinking like, Oh, I never saw Congo Kong show up because the, the person that I met and Congo Kong were so different. It just, I, I didn't make the connection. That's awesome. <laughs> now, now preparing for this and doing some research, I was, I saw one of your interviews and you were talking about how you're into like light music and easygoing music, which again makes me ask, where does the intensity for Congo Kong come from? Um, I guess Congo Kong is kind of like a, a um, what do you call it, an alter ego, you know, um, the, the, uh, the person that you know, you, you, um, you hide inside, I guess, more or less, you know, and, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, it's the person that, that you could be if you can get away with it, but, you know, you're not. <laughs> so what, what prepares you to be Congo Kong? Like, is there some kind of inspiration or something that, like, just things that you've thought of and then just like, okay, I get to be this person? Um, I guess mostly... Mostly just, you know, uh, going out there and, and uh, emulating, you know, guys like The Undertaker and Vader and, um, uh, you know, Cactus Jack, a couple other, couple other people um, mixed in there. And, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to throw my own spin on it, really. So, I know you, uh, obviously, you spent time with uh, Jimmy Jacobs. I've had the opportunity to, uh, to meet and talk with Jimmy a few times. Um, I know that Congo Kong, theoretically, is 10 years old, but did Jimmy Jacobs help at all? As far as creating Congo well, Kong? As far as maybe, like, adding some things. Like, I know Congo Kong, correct me if I'm wrong. I shouldn't say I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I always say that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Congo Kong was created in Juggalo Championship Wrestling, was he not? Correct. Correct. And it was Violent J that came up with him. Uh, yeah, between Violent J and Corporal Robinson, yes. And so, as I said, theoretically, Congo Kong is about 10 years old. Right. Yep. Like, how was this presented to you, first off? Like, how was Congo Kong? Since we're since we're talking about that, how was Congo Kong presented to you? Um, well, we are in the locker room, and uh, um, they were going over the, uh, the show for the night, and they were talking about a tag match, and then they just said, at the end of it, Congo Kong's going to come out and kill everybody. And I just happened to be looking around, like, thinking to myself, I know everybody in here, <laughs> and I know, you know they're not named Congo Kong, so who's this Congo Kong person? And uh, the guy looks at me and says, oh, yeah, that's your new name. You're welcome to use it anywhere. Now, Congo Kong is created, and is this where the face paint starts? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess prior to that, I had started doing a, uh, a gimmick uh, called Shamari where I painted my face, and pretty pretty much the same thing, same character. Um you know, at the request of a promoter in Southern Michigan who 
you know, wanted me to be in a gimmick as opposed to, you know, being uh, uh, Osiris, which was the name I was going by at the time. And, um, yeah, I did that for about two years uh, prior to uh, going to Juggalo Championship Wrestling. And then when I got wind that I'd be going to Juggalo Champion Wrestling, Championship Wrestling, they, they uh, told me that finally Jay wanted me to paint my face like my tattoo. So um, I never even like considered the idea of painting my face like my tattoo. I had some other design I was using before then. And then uh, when, uh, when I got there, um, I did it. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Osiris. Now, Osiris, that's kind of, is that, was that kind of your original gimmick? Yeah, it was, uh, it was basically um, something. I wanted something Afrocentric and uh, one word that sounded, you know, powerful, as opposed to, you know, everybody else, you know, having a first and a last name. I just wanted one name in in, in Egyptian uh, theology or whatever ancient Egyptian theology. Uh, Osiris was the god of life and death. So, in order to come into the life, you had to go by him. In order to leave the life, you had to go by him. And uh, to me, that just made it sound like he was the most important guy. And so I was like, ah, I think I'll go with that and change the name and see what, what comes of it. So I, I, I must confess, I'm not that familiar with Osiris. Was, was that the gimmick that he was kind of like this gatekeeper of life and death? Uh, no, not necessarily my gimmick. Uh, but that I, I wanted to use that name because it sounded good. You know? um, I was just really an extension of me. Um, out there doing my thing. <laughs> now, again, doing research on you, um, I come across uh, Vader's name a lot. Was Vader um, a big uh, a big inspiration, or someone that you uh, you patterned after? Yeah, giant inspiration. Uh, you know, he was the first person over four hundred pounds that I ever saw do a moonsault, um, and then you know just the way that. That he commanded attention when he was out there. You know, and some of his battles with Sting and Ric Flair and stuff were some of my favorite matches. So, and and did you, I, I always ask this question, like when people say this is what the huge inspiration, did you ever uh, get to meet Vader and tell him how much he inspired you? I did, ironically, at a, a Juggalo Championship Wrestling, uh, the Gathering, actually, one year. Um, he was there, and he checked with Scott Steiner, and he boxed out of, out of two young kids. And uh, so I got to meet him and uh, actually ended up taking him back to the airport that night, him and Bobby Lashley. And so I got to listen to him and you know, spend a little time with him, and I thought that was, uh, that was pretty sweet. Now, I, I never got the opportunity. I was actually supposed to ring announce on a show that he was on, uh, but I had canceled, so I never had the chance to meet him. But uh, I heard he was a, a very, very nice and accommodating guy, down-to-earth guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to me, at least he was. I don't know. You know, I've, I've heard different stories from different promoters and whatnot, but for me, it was great. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm sure everybody's heard stories about, you know, if you rubbed him the wrong way. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it is promoters, after all, talking to people. So. You start with Juggalo Championship Wrestling. You become Congo Kong, and the, you said that uh, the promoters said, like, you can use it wherever you want. What made you stick with Congo Kong? Um, through I'd say the first uh, really seven or eight years, uh, I still did both gimmicks, and just basically, it uh, 
just depended on who wanted me what weekend or where I was wrestling, you know. And Kong uh, uh, Kong made me more money. And, um, you know, Cyrus was just kind of the, the local, uh, you know, filling fill uh, the weekends that Kong Kong doesn't have shows, you know, type gimmick. Uh, which is funny because I did an interview with Coco Ban a couple years ago and he asked me, like, so why not just go with Congo Kong uh, full time? I said, well, I mean, that'd be cool and all, but like, uh, Congo Kong does get booked every weekend. Once Congo Kong starts getting booked on shows every weekend, then, you know, I can, I can justify uh, saying, hey, um, you know, I need this much amount of money or whatever, but as long as, as long as there's spaces where, you know, Congo Kong might not get booked or people might not want to. Uh, pay the amount of money that you know I would charge. Or I, I I did charge for Kong Uh You know, I, it, it's still good practice for me to to go out and be Osiris. So, is is does Osiris still come out every once in a while? It's pretty rare. Um, usually, it's always Kong Kong. At least it has been for the last like two years or so, I guess. So, essentially, since you started with Impact, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I stayed pretty busy. Uh, I was getting pretty busy before then as Congo Kong, uh, and I'd have a couple shows here and there. But eventually, everybody was like, "No, we want want Congo Kong on our show, so we pay you the money." So, I, all right. So now we're we're kind of coming all the way back to where I started. Was uh, you went to Impact? You started working with Jimmy Jacobs, um, and, and again, one of my favorite guys, and one of the guys that uh, I really enjoyed sitting down and listening to. Did he have you any influence or you know teach you anything? I wouldn't say teach me anything. We're actually trained together. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, back in 1998, we broke into the business. I was actually about six months before him, but he had always hung around uh, because his older brother, Russell, uh, as a Blitch Creek kid back in the day. And, um, I mean, yeah, we took separate paths and you know he became a writer for wwe you know after working for ROH and have a, a successful career there and i pretty much stayed on the indies until i got to impact but we we remained in contact you know during those years every once in a while we talked to each other or whatever uh i'd say the the, the biggest thing uh jimmy i guess kind of helped me with is knowing when to change gears or you know uh, when to uh, become more aggressive in a match as opposed to, you know, uh, I guess I I, I just kind of had the, the same speed or same pace uh, during all my matches at first. And then he just kind of told me, you know, there has to be a point where you get ticked off and, like, you start getting more aggressive in your matches or whatever. Okay, I'll take that. So I try, I, I, I've done my best to try to take that and run with it and see know makes any difference in anyone's mind you know if anyone's watching i guess um in impact um you you were working with abyss and i find maybe i'm totally off i find that a lot of people kind of you know sour on big man versus big man matches but i loved the stuff that you and abyss did i myself like big man versus big man matches and i love the stuff you and abyss did what makes a good big man versus big man match rather than you know the littler guy taking on the bigger guy? Um, I think it's it's the uh, the build to it, and then also uh, what you do during the match. You know, not 
not uh, limiting yourself to, you know, the big boot choke slam and uh, the the typical big man moves or whatever that would uh, make a fan, I guess, get bored watching a big man match, you know, and, and then, you know, going out there and going balls to the wall, really. So a, a little, or not so much kick punch, just kind of adding in some things that you might not expect. Correct. So... I noticed that uh, you come up to Canada a lot. Now, at first, I wonder, because when I first got a hold of you, you said that uh, you were from uh, further down south, but you got trained and everything in Michigan. So is that where the Canadian connection comes from? Um, the Canadian connection came from uh, uh, Scott DeMore seeing me in Juggalo Championship Wrestling and booking me for a show. Oh, into Windsor. Yes. And then now you come up to Fort Erie uh, quite a bit for Border Town. Yes. With Jay Moore. Uh, once or twice a month, actually. Um, between Border Town and, and uh, uh, Crossfire, I think. Oh, yes, Crossfire as well in St. Catharines. Yes. Same area. Yeah, I oh, still yeah. count it all. Niagara Falls area. Yeah, well, that that's where I am is the Niagara area. Okay. So that, yeah. that's where I see a lot of the, the posters with Congo Kong on it. Um, now, speaking of kind of Jimmy Jacobs and infamous Jay Moore, um, like I started off my wrestling quote unquote career as a manager for abyss because at the time abyss didn't talk and he needed uh, a mouthpiece when he would come down and work for us. Can you tell me some of the, the, the best, you know, maybe, you know, uh, voices that you've had to work with you? Oh uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, you, you named two of them and then there's a guy by the name of Rodney Rush and then also Jason Saint that, uh, you know, I've worked with that have been uh, tremendous. And how how important is it for a big man to have a, a voice like like that? Um, I think it it uh, it keeps the mystique of the character. You know, not necessarily just being a big man, but because I'm 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 a gimmick. You know, I, I to me I shouldn't talk. To me, uh, talking would would water down the gimmick. You know, and and uh, I mean, I guess. You know, warrior talked, and he was a savage. You know, most people don't equate that, but um, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of people not really knowing, you know, not really understanding what what the deal is with Congo Kong. Well, that that's just about it. Um, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, I I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the future. All right, you too, brother. Bye now. Bye bye. All right, so what do I have coming up personally? Well, tonight, as I mentioned earlier, I am making my boxing ring announcing debut tonight, May 3rd, 2019, for Black Eye Boxing Club. It's Friday Night Fights and Harley Bikes. That's going to be at the Brant Curling Club, 34 Morrell Street in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Bell rings at 7 o'clock. May 11th, eight days later, I'm going to be back in Brantford, Ontario, for Magnificent Championship Wrestling Saturday night main event. That's going to be at 9 Tollgate Road, again, in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. Doors are going to open at 6.30. Bell's going to ring at 7 o'clock. May 26th, I'm going to be pulling double duty. Uh, um, I'm going to be commentating for New School Wrestling at 222 Queenston Road in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, the, the doors are going to open at 12.30. Bell's going to ring at 1 o'clock on that one. They're going to be conducting their internet championship tournament. So come on out and enjoy that show. And then immediately after, I'm going to throw the vest back on. I'm going to be doing some ring announcing for Alpha One Wrestling's Immortal Combat 7. Again, that's at 222 Queenston Road in Hamilton. Doors are going to open at 3.30. 
and the bell's going to ring at 4 o'clock on that one. And folks, last week I announced it. This week I got a little bit more information. As I get it, I'm shooting it out to you guys. June 7th is the tentative date for the premiere of It's Time to Fight on Cable 14 in Hamilton. I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's, it's like 99.9% done now, folks. All I have to do is get this made, and on it, tentatively, on June 7th, we're going to get a shout out to you. Um, I, I'm a jack of all trades now. I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking. Am I multitasking? I don't think I'm multitasking. Um, but I'm, I'm ring announcing. I'm commentating. I've been doing wrestling. Now I'm doing boxing. If you want to hire me, I, I am hireable. Have vest will announce. And all you got to do is email me time to fight pod at gmail.com that's time to fight pod at gmail.com shoot me an email um, I I'm, I'm broadening my horizons and uh, I'm interested in hearing anything that anyone might have in mind for me yo so you uh, you're, you're gonna have this podcast without the infamous Jay Moore the manager of the monster Congo Kong is that what you're thinking that you're gonna have a podcast without me on the show that's what you're thinking. Well, you're wrong, because let me tell you what's going on. May 26th, we're coming into the BP Sports Park in Welland. The Monster Congo Kong Tag Team Champions with the great Ben Hameen, Crossfire Tag Team Champions. I am the manager of champions because I also manage the great Phil Atlas, Crossfire Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, there's been some controversy amongst Crossfire lately, and a lot of people haven't put it out there. But I'm going to drop the bombshell on your show that, yeah, Joe Pimento was supposed to be the referee last show. Of course, he wasn't there. Joe Pimentel is supposed to do a lot of things. And, you know, LaPlante uh, suddenly interjects himself. Now he's the referee. Cody lets him be the referee. Cody does whatever he wants. I mean, coming in from Impact, he's not there. He is there. He makes his own matches and books his own referees. So I'm telling you on the 26th of May, this is what I am doing. I'm changing the game. I'm bringing in. It's a six-man tag in the main event. Congo Kong. I'm putting uh, Bin Hameen on secret mission. He is not going to be in Welland. You're not going to see the tag team champions, but you are going to see the great Falaba. It'll be Congo Kong, Falaba, and heavyweight champion Phil Atlas against Go Time Chris Supply himself, Cody Deaner, and Tyler Turba. That's what's happening on the 26th of May. BP Sports Park. Be there and don't ever do a podcast with Congo Kong without me ever again. All right, so usually what I do is I will um, I'll record the opening, the introduction, like who's on the show today. I'll, uh, I'll, rec- I'll save that file, and then I will immediately do this segment, which is the after-interview segment. And I'll usually start off with something like, hey, so that was my interview with uh, Congo Kong. I did things a little differently this time. Um, I started to, but then I decided I'm going to go back and listen to it. Um, because it actually bugged me. It bugged me in the pit of my stomach that, you know, oh, just really should I be putting this out? But I listened to it, and it's actually not that bad. It, it it's, it's, I was listening to it, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll go back and I'll re-record the opening. Um, but if I re-record the opening, then you guys might be sitting here going, what the fuck's he talking about? Was, was the opening different? No, the, the, it was not different. Um, I stand behind what I said. It could have been a lot better. Um, And it gives me another reason to talk to Congo Kong in the future. 
Um, so now I have a reason to talk to Gregory Iron again. I have a reason to talk to Mark from C4 again. I have a reason to talk to Congo Kong again. So obviously I got a lot of uh, repeat uh, guests coming up in the future. And uh, I got no problem with that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this interview with Congo Kong. Again, I listened to it and I did enjoy it. I, I, it's better than I thought it was. I still give myself a Barry Horowitz for uh, for cleaning it up because I know there are certain points where my coworker does come in and you can't hear her. Not at all. Can't can't hear a damn thing. And uh, I think I did a really good job on that. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again for um, for clicking on that play button and joining us this week. And I hope you join us next week. And uh, oh, one one last little thing. Um, I recorded my upcoming events before I recorded this segment. Um, so I'm going to leave you with a small hook. Um, I mentioned in my upcoming events that June 7th is the tentative date for the premiere of uh, uh, Cable 14's incarnation of It's Time to Fight. Well, since I recorded my upcoming events... To the time that I am talking on this microphone right now, I have my first guest. I will tell you who that first guest is next week. It is someone that um, I'm very, very, very happy to have him. And uh, I'll go into more detail about that next week. But I'm very, very, very happy to have him. I don't think it's going to be a big, quote-unquote, surprise that this is my very first guest. But I'm going to go into a little more detail as to... Um, how special it is to have this person as my very first guest on the very first episode of It's Time to Fight on Cable 14 in Hamilton, Ontario. So join us next week. Uh, I'll let that cat out of the bag. Other than that, Isaac, dude, in case you haven't realized it by now, I tell you every single day, I love you. I love it too.